salutations and welcome to the second episode of the In The House podcast. That's right. You hear the people who are in the house. I am your host, Evan Floyd. I'm excited to be here for our second episode. And my co-host will be with me also. And he is today coming to you live from a nudist colony just outside of Pittsburgh. Hello. Hello, it is Evan. Andy Frederick. Hello. Welcome. If anybody, if anybody ever asks you to go to a nudist colony outside of Pittsburgh, just say no. Just say no. It's not... It's not pleasant here. That's it's not good. That's not shocking. Uh, I've, I've heard a rumor that. Uh, let me ask you something. Do you know where beautiful women come from? Uh, not in not Pittsburgh. <laughs> not anywhere near Pittsburgh, really. <laughs> All right. Also with us today, we are thrilled to have the president, the chief <laughs> bottle washer, our poobah, our ambassador to the soccer world, the president. Of Scouse's House Supporters Group, Michael Scouse Bromelo, ladies and gentlemen. God save the greatest Let's move on. We're going to get you a band to walk around playing that behind you from now on. No, we are thrilled that Scouse is here today, and Scouse is going to help us throughout the entire podcast, and later on we'll interview him, we'll get to know everything there is to know. That is of value to us about Michael Scouse. That's one of the world's shortest books. <laughs> <laughs> but as is tradition, and by tradition I mean that one other time we've done this, yeah. we will be having a coin toss to determine if we'll be doing a game review or a game preview. And to do the honor of that coin toss, Scouse, go ahead. It's Tails. Tails again. Tails. We're two You're for two. You're going to have to believe us that it's Tails. We're two for two on Tails. I think that somebody should keep track of this at home. We should probably keep track of it. Because the laws of statistics haven't determined what will happen here. What if it's just Tails the rest of the time? What if that's because the magnets on the bottom of the table? Oh, uh, well. <laughs> it's our stone. Don't give away our secret. Yeah. <laughs> has, has anybody checked the coin to make sure that it does have both sides? It looks suspicious. Yeah, okay. it's got both sides. All right. It, it does. And it's tails on both of them? All right. What would you do if it landed on the edge? If it landed on the edge, we would just quit. We'd just <laughs> we be would change, We would change the podcast. The podcast would be about um, theater. Theater? Yeah. We would okay. just have to go into a completely different just line of business. completely different. Okay. All right. So because it was tails, we will be doing our game review of the most recent LCFC performances. Uh, if it had been heads, we would be starting with our game preview. But don't worry. We will still be doing game previews. Mm -hmm. We just are starting this way. All right, so for game reviews, LCFC has thus far played in two preseason games. Uh, the first preseason game was against Young Harris, and that was a season ticket holder event, which I was fortunate enough to attend, and it was pretty great. The weather was miserable, but LCFC did win 3-1, to one, and so it was worthwhile experience. It was just great to see the guys back out there playing, mm -hmm. kicking some balls around, scoring some goals. It was just nice. Uh, you don't realize how much you miss something until yeah. you see it again after a long absence. Uh, but 3-1, uh, saw a goal from uh, Lancaster. Uh, he put one in. It was a, actually a, a nice little rifle from probably 16 yards. It was, uh, it was, right. it was scorched. And then uh, Rasmussen, Magnus, welcome nice. back. Yep. Nice to have him back. It, nice it, to have him back. And he, uh, he scored in his first match again. It was, it, no exactly. Surprise. Just like in the first. Yeah. And yeah. That, that was it was uh, fortuitous. And actually, the goal itself was fortuitous. It sort of fell to him in the box. Uh, it wasn't a, a beautiful build-up or anything like that, but uh, he put it away with aplomb. As long as it went to the back of the net, I don't care. Yeah. It, it did. Counts. It did. Uh, we also gave up a goal. Uh, it was, frankly, on a complete defensive breakdown. Uh, it still looks like the guys are getting used to the sort of hybrid four-man back line and then sometimes three-man back line that we're playing. I'm not sure O'Connor has really decided what we're going to do with the back line this year. Uh, but and it's good to have these games to uh, iron out those mm -hmm. little um, quirks and uh, Get find the out, what, out. What, yeah, what, what works best for the team. And and also, they haven't yet had uh, Alexis Swahi play yet. And uh, if we're going to play... From what I hear, he is a beast. That's what I keep hearing. And as it would be so fortunate... We're going to have Mr. Swahi on the podcast yeah. next week. That'll so be awesome. he will be joining us and he'll be able to explain what kind of a beast he is. And, and in his honor, I received in the mail today the French flag. You got nice. the French flag. 
So now we are will actually be to fly in Scouse's house and uh, pride a place behind the goal um, for Alexis. Where Perfect. it belongs, where it belongs. Perfect. Every member of the team deserves representation in the international friendly zone mm-hmm. that is Scouse's house. But uh, without him playing in that first preseason game or the second, uh, it's been difficult for us to really tell if they want to play a three-man line, a three-man back line again or not. Uh, but the personnel we've got right now really lends itself to four. But uh, with him out there, I think him, Tosh, and Paco could probably play a pretty solid three-man back line. But that's yet to be seen as we haven't gotten to see him in action yet. Yeah. So hopefully mm-hmm. the leg heals up and uh, he's out on the pitch soon. Uh, so, and then finally at the end of the game, really close to the death, I think there was, uh, about a minute left on the clock when, uh, Niall put in another scorcher. I mean, a scorcher. Yeah. It Niall's was, my man. it was a mm-hmm. lightning bolt. And I, I haven't been shy about the idea that I thought that Niall might really be the guy who struggled to find playing time with yeah. a, uh, a packed offensive midfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got five or six guys who could really command time for really three or four spots. But, I mean, Niall's just been killing it. And one of the ways we know that is after our 3-1 victory over Young Harris and our 4-0 victory over Northern Kentucky University, McCabe scored again. So he's come to play this preseason, that's for sure. And bearing in mind that we do have a um, a packed midfield, that could only be good for the team because the level of competition between everybody that's competing for midfield spots is going to obviously increase. Right. And um, maybe that's what we're seeing with uh, with Niall. And um, he's uh, stepping up to the plate and he's yep. showing he deserves a spot. Saying he wants to be out there on the pitch. Yeah. And get some cream of the crop. And some of that also comes to uh, uh, Brian Ownby not having been able to get onto the pitch yet. And so mm-hmm. there's been a little more playing time for uh, all the guys in the midfield. Uh, but I hope he gets uh, well pretty soon oh, quick well, than in a hurry. his energy is it, it makes a yeah. big difference out there on the pitch yeah and we, we saw that in the final game yeah. because uh if it wasn't for the um swope park rangers um players hacking him down at every step yeah that, oh um, man well, it, it, he drew so much attention for yeah. that whole game it really uglied the game up because they said from the beginning i mean he had scored in every one of our playoff games and you yeah. could tell that Swope mm-hmm. Park really had decided we're not going to let this guy beat us and so they hacked him to death. Oh yeah, the target on his back. And I think that really opened up some space for Lancaster's header and also if you remember and watch back because embarrassment alert I have re-watched that championship game three or four times. That's not embarrassing. Oh. That's not embarrassing. But uh, bro, if on. you go back and watch uh, we earned the throw in that went to Speedy that then got crossed in for the uh, game winner because of a hustle play from Brian Ownby. He could yeah. easily have just not run after the ball and they would have cleared it and it would have been anything but he chased after a ball that ended up getting kicked out of bounds because he was on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it led to a throw in, led to a uh, beautiful cross and then yeah, the the goal that Scouser's house knew it was in before anybody else. There it's was true. no one in the stadium no, who yeah. could be certain it was in before us. For us, absolutely, no one. It was. It was. Uh, we we recapped it in the last one, but I mean that game. Uh, it was special to be behind the goal for that one to get to see that scored. Yeah, I almost broke my wrist. He did. Really? I almost broke my wrist because after we score, I mean when you know when it was over, everybody kind of knew that. We're going to rush the field. Like, there's going to be a rush to the field. Yeah. You have to, right? Uh-huh. Um, but whereas everybody else was wisely lowering themselves down, um, I, in my inebriated state, took a running. <laughs> I kissed my wife and then took a running leap onto the field and fell back onto my wrist. So. Had you stuck the landing, though, it would have been a superhero legendary moment. I considered doing a flip. That would I have... considered doing a flip. <laughs> I'm glad I epic. You, you wasn't going to do a triple? <laughs> no, no, maybe a you spin somewhere in there. No. In the uh, <laughs> in that NKU game, we also got three other goals than Niles. Um, uh, we were, didn't get to attend the match, unfortunately, being uh, farther north, but uh, the game saw two goals from Luke Spencer, mm-hmm. and we'll talk about Luke later mm-hmm. in the pod, but uh, also saw a goal from Kyle Smith. And I thought that uh, Kyle, who 
enough has been written and talked about how he was a walk-on for this club and uh, has really earned his spot, led the, lead, led the team in minutes played last year, uh, and how he has really been an anchor on that defensive wing spot, overlapping beautifully with uh, midfielder after midfielder, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's nice to see him get on the scoreboard he's, early this yeah, season. He's earned his spot um, plenty of times for me because um, he's actually scored some pretty good goals too. You know, so uh, well, he's one of those really versatile players that you like to watch, where you feel confident with him uh, squaring up with a guy who's on the ball, and you also feel good about him making a run down the flank, and you know that he's going to get back. And a lot of that has to do with conditioning, but also with desire. You just gotta yeah. mm-hmm. uh, him and Oscar. Playing from those defensive wing positions have been just, uh, frankly, the strength of our team last year. No matter how much you loved the the attacking midfield, those two guys were just real anchors for us. So that is our game review. Those were the two game reviews. That I was don't, a good one. Uh, yeah, that was I, good. I don't know mm-hmm. how to. I don't know if we should review or preview. Uh, there is a game currently occurring, like right now, as we speak. Right now, the boys are running around trying to score goals, doing important stuff on the mm-hmm. pitch. And uh, that is against Lipscomb. And Lipscomb, I will admit to you, I know exceedingly little about. I believe that they are a Division Three team. I believe that they were a average to slightly above average Division Three team. Do you think they're jerks? I think that, you know, while they're on the pitch with our boys, they're jerks. They're probably jerks. But the rest of the time, I'll bet they're sweethearts. Do you think so? You know, Division Three. That's know. just playing for the love of the game. That's true. That's Come true. Come on. So I I, uh, I hope the boys are doing well. I don't know how to preview it or review it because it is live. Let's assume that we look great. We're going to see whether or not uh, anybody in the room is able to get an update on what's occurring. I'm trying. I'm trying to guess. I'm betting I'm, before I'm the end of this podcast we're going to have some sort of an update about how the boys are doing. So it, I'm, I'm putting them on the spot. but. Yeah. Uh, we will hopefully be able to tell you if we are leading, trailing, or if it is a By this time, um, when this, this uh, podcast is aired, it'll be history. It will. It will. It'll have been gone and passed, and hopefully <laughs> it's us talking about how we can't believe that we won a game 19 to nothing. Like, I, don't, I don't even know how they had time to score 19 mm-hmm. goals. And at what point do you just say, let's call off the dogs, because 19 is a lot. 19, yeah. Um, no. Nah. Let no, you don't think. No, I'll let him go. All right. Uh, I remember in the uh, the first round U.S. Open Cup match last year. I think we won nine to nothing. It may have been eight to nothing against the club team that we were up against, and uh, that sort of thing. It's those guys had to have been excited to be on the pitch with pro soccer players, and so uh, I doubt that they were you know mortified by the no. result. But still, you have to wonder at what point do you say, okay, let's let's drop into a let's drop into a very defensive position here, but. The game we can preview is the game coming up uh, this Saturday Mm -hmm. in Evansville, Indiana, my hometown, not just because my name is Evan, but because I was actually born there. I'm sorry you're from Indiana. Hey, it's not my fault. I'm sorry. You can't control these things. Just keep on taking the meds and use the ointment. You'll get better. Well, the ointment has not been proving effective. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to use the word swollen, but everything appears to be swollen. Pussy. (laughs) Pussy. uh, Frankly, I'm probably going to need to move on into an unguent of some kind. Kind oh, and a, a, a balm for a sure, salve, salve <laughs> of some sort. But uh, the it will be played in Evansville, Indiana. I am going. I'm going home. I'm going to get to see the family. Going to drag a couple of my family members out to see That'd their first nice. LCFC game. Uh, my cousin Chris, okay. who is also my godfather, okay. and he also has uh, helped us put an LCFC scarf up in a local bar in Evansville. Nice. Brilliant. And so it's uh, it, we're being represented. All across the Midwest. Yeah, I mean, and uh, he is a uh, former high school soccer coach and a uh, all-state level soccer player in his heyday, and so he's excited to come out and watch the match with us. I'm hoping to get him hooked enough to make him drive two hours for a couple of games throughout. Two the hours year. isn't bad. No, it should be. It should be doable. Yeah, and uh, do it every day. He does it every day. You do two it every hour, day. Two, two hours there, two hours back. He's gay. Yeesh. And I sometimes get annoyed by my 12-minute commute. Yeah. But, no, it's, uh, it's going to be a great game. We're really looking forward to it. My wife's going to drive down there with me. We're going to get to, like I say, see some family, watch the game. It's going to be great. Uh, and it, the game is against our oldest, literally yeah. our oldest rival, uh, St. Louis FC. Uh, St. Louis was the match that we played our first 
professional regular season and match I'm against. I'm really bummed out that we are not going to meet them in league play. Well, that was what we were going to say, yeah. You know, because um, they ended up going and, west again this yeah, year, and, and I feel bad that um, the USL, uh, you know, used that team like that because they keep one yo-yoing the east, them. And then they're in the west, then they're in the east, then they're in the west. Well, that's the know, problem with living in the gateway to the West because uh, they have been shopped back and forth yeah. between the Eastern Conference and the Western, and it really is ravenous of another great rivalry because we've played the King's Cup against them all three years, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> we have won the King's Cup all three years. <laughs> but So maybe not that much of a rivalry, but it's uh, it's been great playing against them, and I still credit St. Louis FC for changing the fortunes of our club. I think that if the fans hadn't showed up from St. Louis for that first game, I'm not sure we ever would have really gotten our uh, would have really gotten our act together. Yeah, because we wouldn't even got the taste of the uh, the atmosphere in, exactly. in the stadium. Because um, when they showed up and they were running around it and walking down the stadium, banging, with, drums, banging drums, they had singing, smoke, they had flags, hollering. Yeah, it really showed us what's what, and I think that it it, it uh, spurred both the front office and the Coopers to really step their games up, yep. and I think it changed the entire atmosphere of our games. If they had not bothered sending a big delegation to that first game, who knows what this club would really be now. And we what might not even be sitting here doing this podcast. We Absolutely. might not, or it could be a, a, could be about theater. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, it's all right, you know, we're pop making 101. And uh, I've been doing a away game at St. Louis. Uh, that set the first year we went to one of the away games in St. Louis, and uh, the St. Louisans put on a really great show for us. They were welcoming, they had a lot of fun, and uh, I really think that it's, it's a shame that we don't get to see them in the regular season. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'll be curious to see whether or not we hand out the uh. I'll be curious to see whether or not we hand out the King's Cup for a preseason game. I mean, I assume that the that we'll be bringing it with us. And I, uh, I wouldn't say any reason why we wouldn't. Uh, but I'm also curious, since we'll only be playing them the once this year, if there is not a clear winner, do we retain the cup because it's ours? Is it like the Ryder Cup? Mm-hmm. Where like it has to be taken from if us. There's a tie; just sticks with the last person. Yeah, here. they don't. Yeah. They don't get to just have it because there was a tie. So uh, I'm assuming that either a tie or a win will bring the Kings Cup home mm-hmm. with us, and a loss, while unfortunate, would uh, allow them to hold on to that hardware for a year. Well, they've got to have something to put in their um, their closet. That trophy room's got a yeah. little bare. <laughs> it's got a closet. You got to move the brooms aside to put yeah. the trophy on the shelf. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I'm also looking forward to about playing St. Louis this year is there are some familiar faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, uh, Kadeem Dakers is, uh, with the club this year, uh, yeah. who was a fan favorite when yeah. he was with us and Absolutely. then yeah. really turned into a villain last year by going over to FCC. Exactly. <laughs> and so, uh, he was not as well received last year as he was his first two, but he was spectacularly pacey. Yeah. Uh, he had the speed that he brought to us those first two years was something that nobody else on the team was bringing. And so when uh, he would take off down the flank, sometimes it was it was breathtaking to watch. It'll be oh, fun yeah. to see him uh, hopefully not score any goals, just like he didn't with yeah. FCC. Mm-hmm. But uh, another one of the another one of our uh, players. Not that you're bitter about it. Or no, <laughs> no. Another one of our uh, former players from LCFC who has moved on to St. Louis is Sean Reynolds. Found a home out there. And uh, Sean was a great contributor. I'm actually really disappointed that he left this year, but... um, It's a bummer. And if we do end up going to a four-man back line, I think he'll be missed. Yes. Uh, He was was easily the odd man out in the three-man back line. Mm -hmm. Like, it just wasn't his strength to play play center back. Yeah. Uh, But as a a wing back, he was great. Uh, I thought in the four-man line, he played for us for basically two and a half years where he was a, a consistent starter. And from the, the times that I've spoken to him, you know, I've, I've got to say that um, Sean is a, an outstanding young man and um, he, he had nothing um, but great things to say about um, Scouser's house and uh, um, he's going to be greatly missed. He was also one of the first players to acknowledge us during a game. Yes. He, uh, mm-hmm. he after uh, one of, I think he got three for us last year. And uh, after one of the goals, I think it was the third game of the season. Uh, he really gave us some. He really gave us some love after he put one home, and that's always nice to see. Oh yeah, especially for a fledgling supporter group, uh, having the players acknowledge that they see what you're doing and hear what you're doing. Uh, that always feels good. Yeah, uh, I met him once. Uh, I met him several times, but I the first time I actually met him, 
uh, was at Caulfield's costume shop for Halloween. So he was in Caulfield's and uh, looking for a Halloween costume, and he was wearing the full LCFC tracksuit, but he had on a uh, he had on a Hillary Clinton mask. And I was telling my wife, I was like, I think that might actually be one of the players. I'm not positive because he's wearing a Hillary Clinton mask. But uh, he took the mask off, and I was like, that's Sean Reynolds. I'm going to go say hi. And this was before I had any real interaction with the club. And he was just gracious and uh, friendly, signed an autograph for me. I've still got it. And uh, he'll be missed, and I hope he does exceptionally well in yeah, every I, game I except this one. I wish all the He's an outstanding young man. And uh, then a Scouse's house favorite, not a former LCFC player, but a Scouse's house favorite will also be suiting up for St. Louis this year. And that is the keeper, Tomas Gomez. <laughs> now, we have a long history with Mr. Gomez, in particular because we refused to call him Gomez and always called him Gomes. Yeah. We chanted his name to the point where he actually complained to officials, and that is what you're really looking yeah. for. Absolutely. More than anything else, that's what you want. I think David started that, didn't he? I think it may have been uh, Scouse's House uh, regular and uh, key contributor and ambassador this year, elected Scouse's House ambassador, David O'Connell, who who came up with deciding to call him Gomes instead of Gomez, and it was great. Yeah, my favorite name for the guy was uh, Gonzo. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, and, the, and the real kicker to it is he's he's an exceptional keeper uh it's way more fun to be uh riding a guy if he's talented and uh that actually fun to watch play the game and he was very much that he was yep. a great keeper i remember one of the saves he made against us uh coming up over uh right in front of us he made a save on a ball that was from George Davis the fourth and it was a dive to his right and I thought it was in the net I'd already whipped my scarf off to start spinning it around and uh, he held it out it was a it was an amazing save and I think that he's gonna he's gonna be a factor for St. Louis one of the things about St. Louis is they have always been almost good Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Each of the seasons, it's been like, well, maybe, maybe this is going to work out for them this year. But there's been so much turnover with that club. Yeah, so much turnover, and then you know they they can't even rely on which conference they're going to be in. Yeah, right. You know, um, it's tough to really have the consistent scouting reports on your opponents when you're not playing the same teams every year. Yeah. And it's it's especially tough when you don't know who your players are going to be every uh-huh. year. Last year, I think they had something along the lines of 80% turnover from their roster, and this Oof. year. It, not much different. Obviously, I just listed three guys who are coming from different clubs and that will all be expected mm-hmm. to be real contributors. Yeah, and, that, and that's the one feather in the cap that Louisville City have got is all of our team are playing mm-hmm. together. They played together for um, the last three seasons, and um, if they don't know uh, where each person is going to be when they're passing the ball around then um, they, I don't think they should be on the team yeah. but we, uh, right we, now they, 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 they can yeah. reach, read each other's minds and they know where everyone's going to be at so when they place the ball out there on the left or the right, right wing that they, they know that somebody's going to be there yeah. and it's I think seven or eight guys have come back seven or eight starters have come back each of our seasons we've lost a couple of high profile <laughs> guys along the way but in in the end the the heart of this team has really been consistent. Whether I mean, and some of the guys two years, some of the guys all three, uh, but you've been able to depend on seeing the same names and faces. And I think that Magnus is a great example of the fact that these guys want to play together. Uh, you know, he had he's living in Denmark. You're not required to move back across the world to come back and play for a, right. a second division American team, and he chose to come back to Louisville. Mm-hmm. So I think that you can see that these guys care about each other and the way they play together. Yeah. Uh, another player that uh, St. Louis has gotten, which, frankly, I was kind of hoping would be a signee of uh, LCFC this offseason, was Wall Fall. Uh, when Rochester decided to go under for a year, uh, uh, when Rochester decided to go under for a year, they uh, the team got gutted. And so their best players all ended up with, op- with other teams, and uh, Wall Fall – was is a is a tremendous midfielder that I was really thinking would be a good choice backup for uh, Paolo and for Speedy, who really have to carry a ton of weight mm-hmm. for us in the defensive midfield. 
and they do a great job, but having a, another player of that caliber would have been awesome, and Wallfall would have fit that bill. He's, like, taller than he's Andy. I think he's 6'6", six, 6'7". Yeah. Six, six, yeah. And uh, he he's really talented on the ball and uh, also a commanding presence. I think he would have been a great selection. I think that if he's the kind of guy who will fit in well with any group of guys just because he's sort of one of those – He's going to be able to provide service. He's going to be able to provide consistency. And uh, I'm excited to see what he does playing in the Western Conference instead of us having to see him with Rochester every year. Yeah. Uh, so that those are our game previews. Uh, I'm, I'm predicting right now that we get a 2-1 victory on Saturday. That's my guess. Uh, but we can update you on... The game that is currently going on against Lipscomb, Scouse has an update from one of our field correspondents. And uh, this is late breaking news. <laughs> late breaking news. I understand that uh, Louisville have gone one to nothing up uh, with Rasmussen. Uh, is that Magnus Rasmussen's music I hear? He's on fire. He is coming back to play. So it's great to see Magnus on the board and LCFC on the board. A 1-0 lead sounds like uh, the way to go. Uh, hopefully it ends, not 19, but hopefully we tack a couple more on before the end here. That's exciting. So uh, 1-0, Magnus Rasmussen. I'm going to assume that it was a wonder strike from 40 yards. I don't have any reason to assume that, but I'm betting it was a wonder strike. I mean, strike. you know, it's just as good. I'm, I'm mostly impressed that we have people on the field reporting to us. I'm, I'm – is quite – um, far outreaching. We are yeah. vast. We are vast, and we are well informed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. In fact, the BBC were calling us up, asking us for tips. <laughs> well, the BBC is notoriously slow at news yeah. gathering. But, yeah. Uh, so those are our uh, game previews and game reviews, and now we are going to move on to the purple stuff. This is Yay. our news section. Uh, we're going to guzzle down some purple stuff because uh, that's disgusting. Whoa. <laughs> But uh, the first piece of news is uh, earlier this week we got uh, the GE Appliances uh, new kit unveiling, mm -hmm. I suppose is the appropriate term. And I don't think that underwhelming is the right word for it because they look good, but they're very similar to what we rocked last year. The one noticeable difference is there's some gold trim around some of the insignia and one little, well, I don't know what you'd call that, uh, one star. Right above the logo. And you know what that means, right? I do. That means we won the whole kit and caboodle. We did. Yeah, we did. It was yeah. fantastic. And now we get the star to prove it. And no matter whatever happens with LCFC forever and ever. That star. That's and I can star. say, I was there. Yeah. We were I can there. say I was there. I can say I was there. I can say that I was on the field without breaking my wrist afterwards. And that it was... Uh, it was legendary getting to jump up and down with a bunch of fans. You weren't ready to sacrifice your body for it. I did jump down. I just did yeah, it with caution you didn't and uh, injure yourself <laughs> in the name of passion for our team. Which to me says, you know, common sense. No, no. But no. to some, it might say that I lack it your means spirit. Commitment. Remember that part in Braveheart where the dude cuts off his arm and then he like stabs the dude after he cuts off his arm. I do remember I'm that kinda part. like that guy. I suspected that you were. Kind of. But I wasn't sure until now. Less I uh, see the similarities. Sorty, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's the so GE appliances signing on for another uh, I believe it's two years uh, two years to uh, to be the lead sponsor yeah. on the uh, on the until kit. We get to our new stadium. Mm -hmm. And it will uh, it looks good. Frankly I thought the GE appliances shirts last year looked good. I'm sure that the check looked good. When it cleared, and yeah, and it's 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 a sharp look for uh, for the club. Uh, I'm really excited to see the new kit, the uh, the alternate for this year, which I think the the mocks that yeah, they showed. I, I voted on the black one. I understand that. I understand that. I voted on the checkerboard one, and uh, I'm excited to see what these will look like. So, uh, yeah. I'll, and the only I'll, reason why I didn't go for the checkerboard one is because um, we used to have a tablecloth like that once, and I wasn't <laughs> going back that it. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> fair. I get that. But uh, the gold star and the gold trim, uh, both nice additions to the uh, to the jerseys for this year. Well, and the cool kids wear the alternate, no matter what it is. That's true. I frankly, I have a firm rule that I only ever wear. To the stadium, I only ever wear my uh, my white and gold stripe 
alternate jersey, which was the first alternate, and now it's the just the pure away jersey. Mm-hmm. But uh, I only ever wear that one. I don't care if it says Humana on it. I don't care what it says. I'm I'm rocking that jersey okay. until I, we I, stop I, winning. I still wear Liverpool shirts from uh, 1970. Uh, <laughs> Nineteen seventy four. So that would be when uh, that's my co. That's when he still made him out of wool. <laughs> <laughs> that would be when my co-host Andy was negative nine years old. Yeah. So it's uh, uh giving away my age now. Frankly, I just assumed that you were a baby when you were given that shirt. Well, yeah, you know. I'm not going to argue with that. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's our first piece I was of born news. Wearing it. Uh, that's our first piece of news. And uh, it's good news. Uh, the next one that I want to go over is uh, the concept for the tailgate for the opener. Um, the uh, the supporters groups have been talking quite a bit about uh, whether or not they should uh, combine all of the tailgates in the parking lot or if the tailgate should take place on separate spots to sort of make it look like we're surrounding the whole parking lot. And it's created actually quite a bit of debate. Scouts, what's your take? My take is that... Um, at the- you know, for um, the best way for the club to proceed is that if we can show a unified front with the other supporters groups. If we can get together along one side of the parking lot and um, show everybody that's coming down that main street past um, the stadium how much fun we're going to have. Yeah. Um, and try and entice people to come in to watch the game. Yeah. Because, um, you know... Um, when we're over there in the parking lot and we're, we're turning people's heads and saying, man, what, what's going on over there? And you, you can actually tell them that, you know, we're tailgating for mm-hmm. the uh, the football game. And um, a lot of people don't need, still at this point, still don't even know that we have a soccer team. Which is amazing to me. It is. It's, I mean, I guess because it's such a part of our lives, it's easy yeah. to, uh, it's easy to not realize that there are people who can live in Louisville and never become aware that it even exists. It's almost mm-hmm. insulting. I meet people sometimes like, oh, the, don't we have like a soccer team now? It's like, like don't we don't just have a soccer team. We have a championship don't. level soccer yeah. team. Go away from me. But uh, I'm, I'm, I tend to be with you on this, but I'm, I'm not 100%. I, I'm a creature of habit, as mm-hmm. was just described by me wearing my same jersey for yeah. every game. And I am, I love the spot that we have on the opposite side of the parking lot, but I am going to tentatively uh, experiment with the uh, one giant tailgate notion. I'm, I'm excited to try it once for the first game. Everybody will be over there, and I want it to be just a freaking party. Absolutely. And um, I think that's what, um, what we're trying to do is uh, having um, a big old party atmosphere, mm-hmm. especially for the first home game of the season. And um, the other reason being, too, is on that opposite side of the parking lot, we have um, a... Uh, a nice grassy area where we can give the kids a, a football and let them yeah. go play football before the game. Yeah. You know, and that's the reason why we're here. And, and yeah. um, I think I've said it before, you can't get any more grassroots than that is the kids no, right. out in the park just yeah. playing football. And, and also I think that Louisville, just in general, loves its... If it's a street festival of any kind, if it's a right. gathering of any mm-hmm. kind, like we Louisville's all about it. Is yeah. there a, is there a lot of people there? Yeah, if there are a lot of booze there. Sure. And, all right. Well, then I'll be there. Gonna, then I'll be there. And are, are other people going to want to do their own a tailgate someplace else in the parking lot? Great. Knock yourself yeah, out. Yeah. Awesome. If you want to do that, we're not going to stop you. Right. But, but just you know, know that we're but here. But the supporters we're, groups will all be one unified front for the pregame. Yeah. I like it. I like it. Now, we say this, and Scouse has an opinion, and it's valid, and I have an opinion, and it's valid, and Andy has no opinion because Andy has never been on time for a tailgate in his entire life. That's true. Andy, I live fashionably late. Andy mm. lives two oh. seconds from downtown. Lost a lot of employment that way, but it's, it's fine. <laughs> he, I, I have yet to see Andy arrive before the national anthem, but if you look at the top of the stairs from the uh, from the entrance into the stadium during the national anthem, if you were to take a second to look away from the flags, you would see Andy standing at attention yeah. right there at the top of the stairs. <laughs> he rolls in as the ball is being rolled out. Come on. <laughs> I'm nothing if not patriotic. I might be late, but I'm patriotic. <laughs> and so Andy's opinion on where we should tailgate is darn near moot. I'm hoping we'll be able to get him out there at darn least. Darn near, but not completely. No. Not completely. I'm hoping we'll be able to get him out there at least for the tailgate before the uh, home opener this year. I will be there. All right. That's the spirit. The final piece of news that I want to talk about I'll is... I'll be late, but I'll be there. Of course you will. We'll I'm save saying. you a beer. Well, I, thank you. I, I don't believe him. He's <laughs> 
<laughs> Save one of your beers, not mine. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the final piece of news that we want to discuss today is a piece of news that is both about LCFC, but also specific to the Scouse's House supporters group. Uh, this past weekend, we hosted the second annual Scouse's House nice. supporters group darts tournament. And we are the champions. Scouse's House, second year in a row. It's, we are unbeaten. It's not that shocking seeing as how we played a two out of three format and Scouse played in one of in each of those. And so they were guaranteed one victory out of out of three. Uh, one of our uh, Scouse's House uh, participants, Steve McGuffey, tried to choke it away for you guys, but he failed. Uh, We've got to give them somewhat of a chance. Because so, with myself and O'Connell playing, you know, they, they really didn't have a chance. But uh, the two of them over the course of the tournament went eight and zero. Oh. So, I hear you're uh, an eagle eye. I've never seen you play darts, but I hear you're an eagle eye. Well, I wouldn't say that, but um, he, I, I have spent many an hour um, at the pub over in England, um, not spending any money on beer because I just uh, won darts matches and uh, earned your earned your beer the real That's way. That's way to do it. But uh, I, I have unfortunately had the pleasure of playing him on several occasions and been beaten soundly on each of them. So mm-hmm. I, uh, fortunately for Scouse's house, I was out with a back injury for the uh, tournament. But I, I quote did. unquote, I'm quoting as hard as I can, <laughs> back injury. Quoting uh, as hard as I can. I'm an old and delicate man. What else am I supposed to I say? I feel like delicate is probably the, the operative <laughs> word. <laughs> so, but uh, McGuffey stepped in for me and filled my shoes about, about accurately, frankly, about my level of play and uh, I got to be tournament director it was great to see the turnout that we had Uh, we had a team from the Groove Machine play we had Melwood Tavern one of our fine sponsors we had somebody from uh, a team from the front office of Louisville City come out and join us and and they were um, terrible and I I want to point (laughs) I just want to point something out how um, Stephen McGuffey who's uh, played darts for most of his life got beaten by little young uh, Leah Nevers from yes. the front office yes. on the, the first game. And, uh, you know, Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. <laughs> practice, 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 my son. We're going to have to get out there and really have – we're, we're going to have to improve dramatically before Man. next year. But Leah played and did a great job. And also yeah. her uh, her husband was another occasional yeah. winner then, uh, for their John side. John from the front office and his uh, his girlfriend were there helping him along. So uh, it, was, it was a great turnout. Yeah. It was a great event. And we raised over $100 for charity. For charity, yeah. And so the Kentucky Refugee Ministry will uh, be seeing some help from Scouse's house, mm-hmm. and uh, was in a good the name of a good cause, and also the name of some good beers. So absolutely, we had a yeah. great time. We're looking forward to the third annual, and we will try to set it on a day that is not the same as a preseason game. Unfortunately, we set the tournament well before we uh, had the schedule, mm-hmm. and so because we had the tournament but not the schedule. We uh, did not yet have know which days to set. And I want to personally go out and um, and uh, do a shout out for Patrick Gregory and, and uh, the staff at the Melwood Tavern because I think they did an outstanding job there on uh, on Saturday and uh, we all had a good time and um, he's uh, very welcome, well, very welcoming of Scouser's house and um, we have attended um, quite a few. Uh, away games and play darts at the same time Absolutely. as we're watching the games. It's a great place to take in a game. They've been a, a great supporter of Scouse's house. Yeah. And uh, also they came in second in the tournament. So, yes, uh, they did. At, and frankly, they were, they were reasonably close. I, I think mm-hmm. that's the best I can say to mm-hmm. being able to unseat the, uh, the reigning champions, but you guys keep the belt for another year. Yep. Next year we'll see if we can't get some of the players and the coaches out there for it. If we set it yep. on a day where there's not a, a preseason game happening. So, the Scouts House uh, Supporters Group Dark Tournament was another smashing success, and uh, we're happy to have raised the money. I wish you could have been there. And we wish you could have, too. I don't know what you were doing working. That seems it's, stupid. I can't. That's so it was, that work pops up again. It was, yeah, it, it, I had to work. But also, I am actually colorblind, so I can't play darts. <laughs> um, excuses, uh, excuses. I was wondering, I always I, wondered what his reason for not being able to play was, and now we know. And, you know, you might say it's not the green or the red that you're aiming, it's the numbers. And I get that, but it's still just, it throws me off and I can't. I'm also missing an eye. My left eye is That's glass. true. The eye patch is distracting. <laughs> um, 
So he's blind in one eye and he can't see out of the other. Yeah, it's a number a number of, of reasons that I that I was. I'm just saying I have recently watched videotape of Mike Tyson throwing a bullseye blindfolded, and so you've got no excuse. Mike, that's my. He has a face tattoo though. I feel like that adds to. You've got a brand new tattoo. It's, it's not, not on, on my face. face. No, but it is a handsome tiger. Well, thank you. It's handsome. All right, that's our purple stuff. That was the uh, the delicious purple beverage that uh, we uh, enjoyed. Cough syrup is what we're talking about. Basically, in terms of news. And now we're gonna move on to our interview. Uh, as we say, next week we're really looking forward to our first interview with one of the players, uh, Mr. Alexis Swai. He's gonna join us and we are super excited. excited. I'm also super excited to find out if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Swai. I've been saying it a lot and I feel like I've got it. What if he's just completely insulted that you're saying it wrong? Like what if it's just like a, there's some-, some I'm gonna tell him that you, you got told- no because he's a big guy. He's a, he's a large <laughs> man. I'm gonna tell him that you told me to say it that we're way. Gonna do the, we're gonna do this interview over the phone. This we is might need that. I'm, I'm, I'm sure not. you could pound your nose down to a blackhead. Uh, we, we had. Well. Uh, we're excited to be meeting with him next week, and I was excited last week to get to interview my co-host Andy, uh, introduce him to the crowd. But I am exceptionally excited to be introducing our interview tonight with uh, Mr. S- Michael Scouse Bromelow. The man himself. He is our president. He is the chief bottle washer. As it says on his <laughs> on his business cards, the chief bottle washer of uh, the... Chief cook and bottle washer. Come and on, cook. Man. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm right. Right. Cook, cook and bottle washer. He, uh, uh, we're going to ask you some questions, but uh, the first thing I really want to know, Scouse, is uh, Scouse's house. We're both part of it. We're doing a podcast for it. Yep. How did you, uh, what, what led you there? Well, it, it, it was all um, pretty much by accident because, um, as you, you you know, I've never missed a game. If, if Louisville are playing at home, I almost said Liverpool played at home. <laughs> Louisville play at home, you know, you know where I'm going to be. I'm yep. going to be at the stadium. Yep. I'm going to be standing there um, watching the team. Um and uh, the, the reason why um, I've not missed the game is because um, watching a, a live soccer game, there's nothing quite like it. I don't care if it's um, Liverpool or it's Louisville. I don't care if it's I don't care who it is. I'm gonna go if there's a live soccer game going on. I'll go watch it. Um, so, um, but when, when the first game came around, then we went to watch. There was a bunch of us um, guys from Britain. There's mm-hmm. um, some. Liverpool guy, there was a guy from wearing a Manchester United shirt, and that was Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was a, a guy, um, his name's James Lowe, and he's from uh, Newton Stewart, right. Scotland. And uh, um, he just uh, said, as we're standing there on the, uh, the halfway line, because Scouser's house had started on the halfway line, right, right in front of the um, uh, was it. The, you know, the, the, out, the the outfield grass yeah. picnic yeah. area, sure. So um, he just yelled out, oh, we're here in Scouse's house for the first game. <laughs> and, you know, from there, they just stuck. And, um, you know, by the second game, there, there wasn't um, 10 of us there. There was 20 of us there. Right, right. Um, Everybody got, brings a friend yeah. and suddenly... And then we got um, an invite from um, the front office back then, and they asked us if we wouldn't mind taking our group and putting it behind the other goal because the Coopers were behind mm-hmm. one goal and it right. was full. Uh, but the other goal was they had like um, sort of you know, empty, yeah, tumbleweeds going across yeah. there, and he said, "Do you mind taking it down there and getting a bit more right? We'll have you down there." And then when we uh, got down there, and we and we saw that, um, and I don't exaggerate for a, a second, we have the best seats in. Yeah, the house you really couldn't ask for a better view of the field at all. It's ridiculous. You it's, know? it's it's special. Uh, I I remember standing on the uh, overlook deck with you there for uh, a couple of the games where they had sold the patio deck for mm-hmm. corporate interests, and uh, that's where we got to know Scouse and mm-hmm. uh, Andy and I and. Uh, Five or six of our friends had had the same experience where we brought four or five friends and then six or seven friends and then suddenly it was 15 or 20 of us. And we're all standing in that same area staring down at the patio deck, which we missed and loved. Yeah. And uh, Scouse basically came over to us after one of the games and said, uh, next year we're going to not miss a single game from down there. And uh, talk about some of the work that you did for us to be able to, to secure that location from the organization. Well, what I, um, what I did was I went to um, 
um, the Lowell City front office and um, I gave them my um, my view that our team on the pitch should not be attacking an empty stadium. Right. They should have friendly support on both sides of the stadium. Right. And for me, um, having an area like that behind the goal completely empty, was it's, it's criminal. Yeah, and, no. And, um, you know, I, I took that to them and um, after a little bit of persuasion um, and with the, the new faces back then, with, with um, Dave Walkovic, when he first came into his position and um, I, I put it to him and I said, hey, why can't we stand behind the goal? Right. You know, because um, for that area of the ground to be completely empty is, is it's not right. Right. No, it's not right. It's so important to have that ping pong. Even if we aren't actively interacting with the Coopers on the other mm-hmm. side of the pitch, knowing that you've got a home field advantage on either end is, frankly, I think it's invaluable to a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and it, it, it proved its worth at the end of this season when um, – we, we, we were getting told that the uh, the opposing goalkeeper is complaining about us because, uh, <laughs> you know, we're, we're literally right on top of the goalkeeper. You know, even though the, the Coopers create an awful lot of more noise than we do, you know, we're literally right on top of the goalkeeper yeah. where they're just a little bit further away. We talked about that on our first podcast, the difference between, you know, the Coopers, it's this cacophony of sound and, like, you can't yeah. hear anything. When you get to our end... Because we're so close, it's very direct. It's very like you hear everything that we Mm -hmm. say, and that's how we get in there. Yeah. But I want to personally take a second to thank Scouse for the. I I know he was just describing how we got to be behind the goal like this, but uh, the amount of work that actually went into it. I mean, he makes it sound like, you know, I made a few phone calls and they said this would be fine. And that, man, the amount of organization that went into it, the amount of time and effort that he had to put in for us to be. Be, to become an official supporters group recognized by the club, uh, it's it, it means so much to the entire group, and we wouldn't obviously we wouldn't be here if there wasn't a Scouts Half Supporters Group, but also we wouldn't care about it as much if uh, it hadn't been put together with the kind of fervor that it was, and so I, I want to thank Scouts for that. It means a, it. thank you. It means, means a lot. A, means a great deal to all of us for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, so we're thrilled that you were able to put together the sports group, and we've grown and, and, and grown. And see how uh, much we've grown and how far we've come just in, uh, we're on our fourth season. Right. And we're expecting Scouser's House to literally be standing room only. And That's the... Um, we're going to bring um, new new faces in there because I've already been in touch with uh, the front office, and they're telling me that we've sold um, over 80, 90 season tickets so far, and uh, we've still got two weeks left before the beginning of the season. And that's just talking about the season tickets that we've uh, sold so far. That doesn't even think about uh, single-game tickets and the amount of the people yeah. who end up showing up. Uh, one thing that we pride ourselves on in Scouse's house is uh, bringing in people for each game. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, tell somebody about it this week. Hey, bring bring that guy from your office who hasn't been there yet. Uh, tell that girl that cuts your hair about the soccer team. You know, whatever it is. Sing it from the rooftops, yep. basically. You know, and the, the challenge I have for everybody in Scouser's house is just bring one new person to the game every week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the number of those people who get hooked and just have to be there over and over again. Oh, it's infectious. It, it is. really is. And that's the exciting part about it. So uh, the... the Obviously, the growth of the of the supporters group is important to you. Uh, talk about other expectations that you have for us. I mean, are you hoping uh, that? I mean, is there a number that you have in mind? Is there a uh, end goal? Obviously, the charity that we have uh, been helping out with. And uh, what, what's the? What are your big hopes for the for the supporters? My, group? my big hopes for the supporters group is I want us to be the best supporters group for Louisville City FC. Um, we've already been described by somebody outside our supporters group as we are the thinking man's supporters, <laughs> which uh, is, is scary in itself. But uh, while we yeah. define thinking man, what? Yeah. <laughs> they clearly weren't talking about any of the three of us. Yeah. But they were talking about somebody. <laughs> the, the, uh, it's it's nice to be recognized by people who don't belong to the group. And, and I like the idea of trying to become the best supporters group that Louisville City has to offer. But I, I would I would put us one step higher and say I, I hope we become the uh, the model supporters group for all of uh, for all of the USL. Uh, I think that it's completely within reason to think that we could get there. And uh, they, I 
I, I know that there is a tendency towards a natural rivalry between supporters groups. I have no ill will to the Coopers. I think the Coopers are amazing. They brought and, the team to us, and, and so I'll be thankful to them forever. Yeah, and you know we were. Um, as you, you saw um, when you attended the, the meeting we had with the Coopers just mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, as we work closely together. Yes. And if you don't like standing in Scouser's house for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I'll get over there. I'll walk you over to the Coopers right. and uh, put you in the Coopers. Well, yeah. the, you know, and they and I know they would do the same for us. They would. And the, the way I described it is uh, that, in my opinion, the Coopers are sort of like the Bud Light of supporters groups. Everybody likes Bud Light. Everybody likes Bud Light okay. <laughs> Nobody loves Bud Light, but everybody can drink it. If you're at a bar and they're like, hey, we've only got Bud Light, nobody says, I'll just have water, they'll drink the Bud Light. If you're at a party and they have it in the cooler and they say, help yourself to a beer, you're going to be fine with a Bud Light. We're more of a craft beer. We may mm-hmm. not be everybody's ta- perfect taste. Maybe we're too hoppy for some, but uh, there's there, there's quality in it, and it's, it's, it's a little more... I mean, thinking man's is a nice way to describe it, but I, I tend to think that it's just sort of, it's a different flavor of support group than uh, than what the Coopers offer. And what the Coopers offer is crazy important to a club. Uh, yep. Just having a large group of uh, fanatics is huge. I, 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 my vision for... The, because let's face it, I come from a large group of fanatics. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and uh, that's where we're coming next, actually, is we want to talk to you as a Liverpool supporter for your mm-hmm. entire life. Yep. You go from supporting one of the oldest, most famous, most celebrated football clubs with the largest number of fans of any club in the world to coming to Louisville City, which is a second division soccer team in the United States. And uh, it's not saying that not nearly the same level of prestige. Nobody is going to mistake Slugger Field for Anfield. Yet. That's the right attitude. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the spirit. What is the what to you is the besides just the sheer number? What's the biggest difference of uh, of a game day between being at home and in the seats at Anfield and being in Scouse's house? The biggest difference is is um, before the game at Anfield, we'd spend most of the morning in the pub. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You know, we won't be going to a tailgate. We go to the pub. Right. Right. You know, we'd be just uh, a few, uh, maybe a mile or so away from Anfield, and we'd be all there together, just the whole um, Liverpool family over there, and uh, we'd walk up to the ground together. Um, but coming over to uh, Louisville City and being um, part of Louisville City at its very beginning. At its infancy, yeah. yeah. You know, I can, I can... Put my hand on my heart and say I was there from the beginning, and that um, is such a—it's so valuable. Yeah, mm. and I want the, the the sport over here to grow, um, and it is growing, and it, it's grown beyond um, expectations of quite a, a lot of people over here. Um, and I'll even go out on the limb that and say that uh, before long, I, I can see soccer in the United States becoming more important than. Um, the traditional football game over here. That would be, I think that, you know, with all of the challenges that uh, American football has right now between concussions and uh, sort of an image problem outside mm-hmm. of uh, outside of what they were used to dealing with, uh, I'm, I think that we've got a, obviously a giant, mm-hmm. long uphill battle to get there, but I don't see any reason that the popularity of soccer wouldn't continue to grow in this yeah. country. And, you know, and the other thing is, too, is that um, I would be... Um, I'm so happy to bring the passion um, for football that I had at Anfield standing on the cop and giving the same passion to a local team. Now that I live here, I've lived here for 26 years, now that I've lived here, and now I've got my own soccer team that Mm -hmm. I can support right here, right now, and put the same passion into that soccer team as I had when I was uh, on the cop at Anfield. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's important for me to pass on what I've grown up with to my kids and um, to whom, whomever that never been to a soccer game before and I want to bring them into the, the game and I want to show them what they've been missing. Yeah. You know? Uh, I, that's fantastic. And uh, really briefly, what, what are your expectations for the club this year? At least a deep playoff run. Okay. 
you know, that, to, that's reasonable. to be, yeah. be arrogant and say we're going to win the championship again, uh, it's a bit of a tall order because we've got sure. quite a few new clubs yeah. in mm-hmm. the uh, the mix this year, and there's um, a lot of players that are, have come down from the MLS. Yeah, um, and. You know, there's a few really good teams that are not going to be competing this year. Right, right. And those good players that were on those teams have now dispersed in and been absorbed by the other teams right. in the, the USL. Yeah. And um, I can see it's going to be a tough year. Um, but with the um, the cohesion that our team has got and the understanding that the uh, core players have got, um, Louisville are going to be the team to beat. That's and undeniable. We, and we've, we've got the target on our back right now, and um, it's more and more important that the supporters get behind the team and support them at a home level and not only at a home level but going to the away games too sure we've made the commitment this year that we're going to go to um, some of the away games and get the right. team supported bring uh, away Scouse's from home. house bring home away yes right. i like it all right well we have run a bit longer with all of this than I had originally anticipated. Yeah, no, because, and you know that's why? That's because you can't shut scouts up. It's not because <laughs> yeah. it's because it's been you know polite and engaging conversation. So we had we have banter on the schedule for today. Our favorite, our crowd favorite, I have to say, uh, our crowd <laughs> our favorite crowd section, favorite. which is a segment, which is banter, and uh, the seg- the subject that we're going to banter on. Brief banter. So tonight it'll be some brief banter. So it'll just be mostly me cursing at you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Will be uh, what we are expecting from the uh, striker position this season. Uh, we have a triumvirate of strikers returning to the club uh, from last year in Luke Spencer, Cameron Lancaster, and Ilya Illich. And it's it's going to be tough for all of them to get playing time, and they all three mm-hmm. have different styles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so briefly, Scouse, who's your preference and why? And my preference, um, just because of the form he's been in and the the the, uh, the goals that he has scored, um, would be Spencer, Luke Spencer. Okay. Um, and uh, two goals last week. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but you can't get away from Cameron because Cameron scored the winner. Right. You know, right in front of us. You know, and um, it, it seems like that Cameron when. Um, the uh, the chips are down. He he always steps up and gets yeah. that gets that goal for us. I think that's I think that's reasonable. And also, I think that he's just such a physical presence in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a big guy. He's an athletic guy. Yeah. And he's uh, clutch. Well, he's clutch. He's clutch. Mm-hmm. It's it's tough to it's tough to not like all of them. And Luke being as big and as powerful mm-hmm. as he is sometimes makes a difference in a physical game. Yeah. But Lancaster's ability to put one home from 18 yards with a cannon. Yeah. He does. He's got a cannon. And, and the accuracy is so nice. The set pieces, he scored some great set piece goals for yeah. us th- last year. You know, because you, you notice when um, with the, the set piece outside the box and Cameron Lancaster's going to take the, uh, um, the free kick. Um, you see everybody with the the, the iPhones and the the, the, oh, the yeah. cell phones yeah. out there. Everybody pulls catch, them out, wanting to catch that ball coming across the top of the wall as it hits the back of the net. You, you know? never know yeah. when that's going to show up on Sports Center, and yeah. we know that because we've seen it show up on Sports Center. We're kind of a big deal. Well, we are. And uh, Andy, do you have a preference between the three of them? Lancaster. I mean, you like that? You yeah. Like, you like those ball skills? I like the cannon. I don't blame you for I that. I like the kid. It's mm-hmm. well, and it's the you know the it's the glory shot. I think it's the it's it the is. it's the big show. It's the it's but, the what you, know, you expect. I mean, but all all of the, the the strikers aside, I think it's so absolutely fabulous that Louisville City score by committee. Mm-hmm. Every field player scored last year. It's it's phenomenal that they have that. Yeah, and you balance. Know, we can't. You know, I, I I can't underline it enough that the fact of the matter is goals from Louisville City can come from all over the pitch. Yeah, that's true. Not, you know, um, even if uh, Cameron or um, Spencer are a little bit off the mark, you know, we got uh, guys like Smith and um, Oscar that will mm-hmm. step up to the plate. And George play. Davis, who's had double-digit scoring mm-hmm. seasons. Oscar's fun to watch. Oscar's all. Oscar's set pieces are also spectacular. Uh, it, it is nice that we can score without having to rely on a number nine mm-hmm. to do the scoring, but I, I think that it's it's tough to lose Ilya Illich in the in the uh, in the crossfire here yeah. because he sort of splits he, the difference yeah, between he's, the he's two. He's a good of them. striker in himself. He yeah. is, and uh, he'd get real minutes with any other club, and it's tough for him to get on the field. 
because between the two of them, they're both specialists and so good at what they yeah. do. And Illich is sort of a master of both trades. Mm -hmm. uh, he's not quite as big and athletic as Luke, and he's not quite as uh, skillful as Cameron. Yeah. But he's very good at finding opportunities throughout. And, a match. and you know, the other nice thing is too is when um, Coach O'Connor does go to the bench. You know, you uh, you're not afraid of who's coming off the bench. No. Yeah, you don't feel like, oh man, come oh, on, don't God, put him, him on. don't put him on the bench. Yeah, no. You know? Well, I mean, last year we we saw the change of pace so much by bringing on Richard, not Christian Ballard. I want to apologize for mm -hmm. last week. There was a slip of the tongue, but. Uh, uh, bring it, being able to bring on somebody like Ballard from the bench, being able to know that you can go to uh, Illich off the bench, knowing that if Luke's not having a great night and you want to put in Cameron, that you can mm -hmm. feel confident in it. Uh, the bench and the balance between all of our outfield players has been mm -hmm. super valuable to us. Yeah, I think that's banter. That was good banter. That was Did good banter. banter yeah. a little bit? Mm -hmm. Less cursing than I thought there was going to be, and frankly, than I would normally like. Okay. It's fine. Damn it. I'll live with it. <laughs> See, I tried to help. Dagnabbit struck again. I think that that should about wrap it up for us for tonight. And uh, I want to thank again Mr. Bromelow, Scouse, for coming Scouse. on the show. Yeah, I wouldn't have missed it. And uh, again, my co-host Andy, who is freezing. It is so cold here. Nudist colonies in Pittsburgh in uh, early March. It's cold and ugly. I'm fine with ugly or cold. <sighs> But both, but both of them is just I, I can't wait to go. Is that why was, his wife was laughing? It yes. is why she was <laughs> laughing when we arrived. I want to thank all of you for listening. I want to thank my uh, my co-host and my guests. I want to thank Louisville City for now being ahead three nil in their yep, game against Lipscomb. Hope that they uh, continue pouring it on and that we have good things to report next week. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. I will say farewell and go city. Go city.